What is good, everybody? Welcome to episode number one of the Junkyard Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Junkyard Jimmy. And let's get going. Let's get right into it. Um, Initially here, this first episode, I just want to talk a little bit about what the um, purpose of the podcast is, what what the idea is, and then moving into 2023 when I really start to push out content. But there's a lot going on here at the end of 2022 um, that I thought I would just do an introduction, uh, introductionary podcast to introduce myself to the, the, the game as well as talk about some things um, here as we end the year. Um, and the first, the first thing I want to do, though, is introduce the podcast. So like I said, it's named The Junkyard. There's a long story behind um, the name um, and the nickname I go by, Junkyard Jimmy, here. Um, it's, it's neither relevant to the podcast, or nor is the podcast relevant to the nickname. Um, but it, it's just a fun fun nickname, and a, 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 it spurned the idea for the podcast uh, title. Um, but anyway, the purpose of this podcast is is honestly for me to occasionally share my personal opinions on some wrestling things. We'll talk WWE, we'll talk AEW, we'll talk Ring of Honor, we'll talk New Japan, uh, Impact Wrestling, whatever I think is deemed relevant in the term, in the in the in the concept of professional wrestling. Um, but it's also for a space for me to eventually in the future try and get, you know, people that are like in the industry or around the industry and, and, or, or have their own opinions and we can sit down and, and discuss certain topics or certain concepts or certain things within professional wrestling. Um, and if the podcast was more established, the things that I want to talk about in this episode would be one of those roundtable discussions I would have with some people, but the podcast has yet to be, you know, made a thing. And so here, here's the introduction. Um, I want to make some, some prefaces when, before I begin is I'm, I will try and, and leave politics aside. Now I know there are certain professional wrestlers who like to, make political statements with their, with their gimmick, with their characters. And, and that's totally fine with me. I, we may agree. We may not agree with certain political things, but I don't want to make this politics based. I don't want to make this a situation where, you know, we have to pick sides on a certain thing. There's so much division going on outside of pro wrestling, outside of this podcast that I kind of want to come on here for just a short while and, and just uh, give my opinion and have a discussion without it being another form of division and, and or another form of toxicity because the world already has enough of that as it is. And so I just want this to be kind of lighthearted. Uh, you know, we know pro wrestling is an entertainment source. And so let's just talk entertainment. Let's just talk from a perspective. And if there's any form of toxicity it would be based upon um, professional wrestling and not political opinion or whatnot. But like the the in 
ring product or the promos or, or something of that nature that would cause, you know, whatever form of division there may be, whether it may be WWE versus AEW, not Republican versus Democrat, if that makes any sense. So I will try my hardest, my damnedest to try and keep politics out of of the the topic of discussion on this podcast. Um, and I'll, I'll try to, I don't want a lot of controversy on this podcast. I just want to speak, you know, about an entertainment form that I love and, you know, as from a child kind of fell away for a while and then have started to grow back. And as an adult, you know, as a child, you would like characters and, and cartoonish characters and whatnot. As a child, you, uh, you know, that's the kind of things you liked. As an adult, you start to appreciate wrestling for the art form that it is. And and not necessarily maybe characters, but the art form in and of itself in a general sense, if that makes sense. So as, as a child, you may not be like a pro wrestling fan. You may be a John Cena fan or a Roman Reigns fan or because of the character. Whereas as an adult, you still have favorite characters, but in, in a general sense, you, you become a fan of the art form the older you become. Um, and, and so that's where I want to kind of begin this podcast, stating that. Let's try and just appreciate an art form that we love and act as adults. And, and even though we may have political differences or... Or, you know, whatever sort of the vision that may come from every side of the aisle these days, let's try not to make wrestling something that divides us. I think my favorite moment, another quick story before we get into the main topics I want to talk about. Um, I think the, the best moment, I think, of my life, if I could go back to WrestleMania 33, that's for a handful of reasons. One, that <laughs> for a little bit of a personal note. WrestleMania 33, um, if we could go back to that weekend, um, it would be before I met <laughs> my ex-girlfriend, and, uh, well, that in and of itself and saved me that, that hardship, that reality, but um, other than that, from, from a, just a pure wrestling standpoint, that was like one weekend that I've experienced where the whole weekend... The, the people that you sat next to, that you sat beside, that you sat in front of or behind, you, you didn't know a lick of shit about their, their personal story. If they were Republican, if they were Democrat, if they were American or, or not American, if they were European or African or, or whatever, what you knew is they were a wrestling fan. And, and there was a common bond there that there was 80 some odd thousand people in uh, Camping World Stadium ready to watch wrestling, ready to appreciate the art form. And it didn't matter about your religion or your gender or your sexual orientation. You, all, what mattered was that you came to saw wrestling. Um, and I wish I was a little bit um, more... Uh, I felt a little bit better that weekend. I was under the weather for most of the weekend with some sort of like cold. But anyway, back to the the main topic, which is there's a couple things, a couple females 
in the professional wrestling world that have started to make some news here recently. Um, and I want to talk about both of them. And this is going to be my first topic. And, and it kind of trying not to disparage anybody, but give my opinion on both women, um, both situations, and, and, and see what y'all think. And just kind of open the dialogue. And, and that's kind of what I want, is to open the dialogue with my own personal opinions. And then maybe have people come on and talk about those things or talk about another topic however they go. So, like I said, there's two women that I want to talk about today that I think have or have been uh, pretty pretty ma- uh, pretty big in the wrestling circles here the last week or so. Uh, number one, it's happened pretty recently, um, as in yesterday. Mandy Rose and her release from the WWE. Um, her her reign, her 430 plus day reign as NXT Women's Champion, came to an end on Tuesday, and then Wednesday morning, the news dropped by Fightful, I believe, that she had been released due to what looks to be like um, someone leaked explicit, lewd videos or f- photographs of Mandy Rose um, off of her. Um, brand army or fan page account. I don't know which one of those subscription sites she used. Um, but one of those subscription sites and the, um, downfall from that was WWE felt like they had no other choice that they've given Mandy Rose an ultimatum. Mattel was not a big fan of her using her, her name, the name Mandy Rose, um, with this sort of lewd, explicit photographs or, or, um, content and basically basically gave WWE an ultimatum of like fire her or face some sort of consequence. And WWE felt like they were backed into a corner of, they had no choice. They had to release Mandy Rose. Um, now Triple H has since said that he's more than willing, more than willing to, at some point in time, bring Mandy Rose back. But I think, you know, it's, it's a situation that um, I wouldn't want to be in on either side. And so I feel bad for a couple parties. Mandy Rose, I feel bad for her. Um, I feel bad for, for the WWE in general. And then I feel bad for Roxanne. Um, and let, let me go through that first before I give my overall opinion on the whole situation. I feel bad for the WWE because... I feel like this is an ultimatum that they really wish they didn't have to make. Um, Because let's just be honest. Mandy Rose was the best thing for that women's division at NXT for the past year plus. Um, Her her feuds, her matches, her sex appeal, um, her... Her stable with Toxic Attraction, Gigi and and JC. I I wasn't a big NXT watcher during the reign. Like I haven't watched NXT probably. Like I haven't been passionately following NXT since it left the WWE Network and went on TV. Uh, sort of because I've been a fan of AEW and have supported AEW more than WWE. And I will come up out in front and say that. Um, that's not something that I'm ashamed to say. I feel like 
uh, in my opinion, the style of wrestling that AEW provides is what I like more than what WWE has given over the past couple years. Um, with that being said, I, I really do appreciate what Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction provided, not only from a wrestling standpoint, but from a, a sex appeal standpoint. And I'm a dude, I'm a single guy, and I can say that. They're, all three women are super attractive. And not to say that it's right or wrong, but sex sells in, in professional wrestling. And, it, and unfortunately, we've hit an era where we want women to be able to compete in the ring but we don't, we don't want them to, or we look bad at people who view these women sexually when that's, uh, you know, that can be part of it. Not to say that their, their only, their only worth in the industry is to provide some sort of sex appeal. No, Mandy Rose is a damn good wrestler. I was a big fan of hers when she was on Tough Enough. She was my favorite in Tough Enough. And, and, I, I wanted her to beat Sarah Lee. Um, may she rest in peace. But I thought that Mandy Rose, and I, I think it showed over time that Mandy Rose was more interest, interested long-term in professional wrestling over Sarah Lee. And again, this is nothing bad about Sarah Lee. I wish, you know, I, I pray that her family is, you know, grieving positively with her sudden passing. Um, I just, you know... Sarah Lee wanted kids, and, and that's a cool thing. I love that about that, and Sarah Lee chose her lifestyle. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think in terms of finding someone that could get over with the fans, because I felt like Mandy was more sexually attracting of a, of a fan, you know, she has, let's just be blunt, she has bigger breasts and a nice butt. Um, that she could sell her character, whatever it was, the best way. She just needed a good story. And with her in this heel group, I think it allowed her to provide that feminine sex appeal, but in a way that was naughty and um, heelish and bad girl. And, and it fit her, her personality, I think, really well. Um with that also being said, I feel bad for for Mandy. I feel bad for the WWE. But I think who I feel most of bad for is Roxanne Perez. I love Roxanne Perez. Ever since she was in Ring of Honor, um, her and Deanna Perrazzo put on really great matches in ROH. And um, I hate that Roxanne was put in this situation. Because now she's going to be known as the only reason she got her title opportunity and won the title off of Mandy, the, the perception was going to be that she only did it because of these pictures and because Mandy got fired. And I, I hate that for her because Roxanne works really hard at her age to, to get over and she's a really good wrestler in the ring. She's a real, you know, I think she can work on you know, that charisma and the promo ability, but she's a really good character inside the ring, a really good wrestler, especially for someone as young as she is. Um, and to have the perception that 
She only won the title because Mandy was getting fired. Doesn't isn't fair because I I believe she was going to win the title off of Mandy anyway later down the line, um, maybe at New Year's Evil or Vengeance Day or whatever the next pay per view is. Um, but I feel bad for her because she's worked really hard and she deserves it. Um, and it just sucks. The whole situation sucks. Now let me go through my opinion of the situation overall. And I, and I kind of said this on my TikTok earlier today, but here's how I feel about it. Number one, should have the WWE have fired Mandy Rose? And, and on social media, it seems like everyone is under this perception, like, well, Seth Rollins didn't get fired and Xavier Woods and Paige didn't get fired when they're and Charlotte Flair didn't get fired, and countless other people didn't get fired when their nude photos got leaked, or when Matt Riddle tested positive for such and such, or or Jeff Hardy such and such, you know, um, and that they're, they're trying to make this a case of, like, the WWE, and, and they don't treat their women properly, and misogyny, and this and that and the other, and maybe that's partially true. I don't want to point the blame there, because let's just let's just state some of the facts. What's been reported was that Mandy Rose was aware that Mattel was not in favor, and that WWE has reportedly told her to stop posting on this site and to essentially take the site down, and that it could be a breach of her contract. And Mandy Rose, because of the amount of money she was making off of the website refused to stop posting content and that's her total opinion but if she's been told several times if she was told by wwe several times not just once not just twice but several times hey maybe you should stop posting this content and you continue to do it knowing the possible consequences then i don't feel like wwe was necessarily in the wrong now, do I, do I think they were necessarily in the right? No. But I think neither... I think two things can be true. That WWE shouldn't have fired Mandy Rose, and Mandy Rose should have heeded the warning of her company. Now, something else can also be true. That this situation is different than Paige, than Xavier Woods, than Seth Rollins and Charlotte Flair. Because while Seth Rollins and Charlotte Flair and Xavier Woods and Paige all had explicit stuff come out as Mandy Rhodes, and maybe even on the same level as what Mandy Rhodes came out, had come out, theirs came out through hacking or some sort of leak, and it wasn't publicly posted. It wasn't in a public domain source. It wasn't something that they willingly put out on the internet. They was leaked. They were private photos meant for one specific person or specific group of people and were leaked public. What Mandy Rhodes' situation is, what her situation is, is her not necessarily putting it out in public, but willingly presenting content for paid subscribers. And so that's where I have an issue with the situation, is that I I still consider it leaked because Mandy Rhodes, uh, Mandy Rose has a legitimate case of 
Well, you pay for this content, but you're, you're not supposed to leak the content. You're not supposed to post the content publicly in the public domain. This is for pay-per-view viewers, pay-per-view subscribers only. And by you not abiding by the rules set forth, I think Mandy Rose has a legitimate case that if they can figure out who leaked it or what happened or how it became public, whoever was responsible for it, I think has there's a legitimate case for like defamation or breach of contract or breach of this. Definitely going to be banned off of the site. And there could be some sort of legal ramifications. Okay? And so I think those three things can be true. So it's different than Seth Rollins and Charlotte Flair and Paige and Xavier Woods. It's different. But it's kind of the same. And the WWE maybe shouldn't have fired her because she wasn't the one that leaked it public on the public domain. But at the same time, WWE is within their right, if given multiple warnings for her to stop posting the content, to fire Mandy Rose. Do I think they should have? No. Do I think they have the right to fire her? Yes. Um, and so, do I think WWE is acting out of misogyny? I can't answer that specifically, but I don't think so. Because take a look at Zach, um, Zach Wentz. I don't remember what he went about point by in NXT, um, but he was partners with was Wes Lee um, with MSK, and those um, bogus claims of like whatever with Kimberly that ended up backfiring against her. But they fired him without notice, like hardcore evidence. Um, they fired him because a picture was leaked of, of him dressed as Hitler. So, you know, he was in NXT. WWE probably felt like they were backed in a corner of they, they can't, you know, they have nowhere to go with that. And they let him go. They haven't brought him back. Um, so, I, you know, for every situation that can prove your point of misogyny, I think there, there's an, at least a case that proves against it. You know, Wesley. Partner, I can't remember what he went by. Um, uh, Nash Carter, that's what he went by in NXT. Nash Carter, I know him as his Impact days as um, Zach Wentz. Um, but Nash Carter, that situation name, they haven't brought him back. Will they bring him back? I don't think so. Can this benefit Mandy? I think so. I think she's already increased the price of her website. From $25 a month to like $40 a month. So controversy sells. And she's going to make a lot more money off of this controversy. Will WWE bring her back? I think that's not for me to speculate. I think it's a really good possibility. But at the end of the day, I don't think WWE was in the wrong. But I don't think they were necessarily 100% correct in how they handled it. I don't think Mandy Rose is 100% wrong. But I think she could have handled things a little bit differently to avoid getting fired. I think the, who's, what's really at, what, what really perturbs me the most is whoever leaked the photos to the public domain to those who didn't pay for it. And I, and I know the, the situation is, is like WWE profits off of, you know, their sex, but they can't. And I don't think WWE at any point was thinking it in that terms of, 
we're profiting off of your sex appeal, but you can't profit off of your sex appeal. It was, we have this really important toy deal with Mattel, and they don't want their a main character using a name that they have a likeness agreement with in that way because of kids. And Triple H has gone on and said that China, when kids look up China as a wrestler, they're going to be able to see some of the photos that she did in the 90s. And so it's just a different it's just a different era and I feel like you can't push to have women not be sexualized on TV but allow to sexualize themselves out off the TV like you have to you can't hold that double standard but at the same time WWE can't hold a standard of we're going to profit off of your sexuality but not allow you to profit off your sexuality so I like I'm legitimately in the middle on this like, I can see it from both sides. I don't think either party wins in the end. WWE is going to take a massive hit, I think, because of this. Not Maybe not necessarily in viewership or in monetary, but in, in like, perception. Um, especially if, like, AEW or brings Mandy in. I think that that's a big, a big thing. If she doesn't return to WWE... Um, that could be a big thing. Um, now the other woman I want to talk about, um, is a woman by the name of Mercedes Vernada, AKA Sasha Banks and stories coming out that she may be in new Japan for wrestle kingdom as a way to promote stardom. Um, and, and the possible rumor that she may be coming to AEW at some point soon. And I don't want to speculate. I don't I don't want to put fuel to the fire or I don't have personal investment and resources and and you know con- confirmed data. I'm not a dirt sheet in any way. I'm just giving personal opinions. Sasha Banks was my favorite of the four horsewomen. Far and far and few ahead of everybody else. You know, outside of like Alexa Bliss who came in a little bit afterwards. Sasha Banks from NXT on up was my favorite. Her, she just played a heel really well. She, uh, she wasn't great as a face, but she just plays that heel character very well. I think you put her and Trinity uh, Fatu, a.k.a. Naomi, with Jade Cargill and the baddies, and you have a great story to tell, especially if you, if you see that like Jade is, you know... <clears throat> Um, feuding with former members of the baddies and maybe the the um, Red Velvet and uh, the other lady she has, not Kiera Hogan. Uh, I can't remember the other lady's name that is with them right now. Um, they get sick and tired and feud with uh, Kiera and the two other, uh, Red Velvet and the other lady feud and you have Jade Cargill with Mercedes and Trinity Fatu, Naomi and Tasha Banks, um, fight at, at the next pay-per-view revolution. It could be um, wherever it may be. Now, there's speculation, and it would make total sense that January 11th, 2023, AEW makes a... It makes their Dynamite second appearance at 
Nakia Forum in Inglewood, California. Well, who's from that area? Well, no, it's not Sasha. She's from, she's, at least she's built from Boston, Massachusetts. But Snoop Dogg is from Inglewood area. Would it not be just perfect to have Snoop Dogg and a related family member show up, a.k.a. Sasha Banks, a.k.a. Mercedes Renato, show up at AEW on January 11th in the Kia Forum in California? I think it's perfect sense. There's a rumor that it will happen. Again, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, um, put any sort of innuendo or or whatever Conrad says to um, Bischoff in, in 83 weeks. But um, I don't know what the future holds for Sasha. I think her if she makes a debut. In New Japan at Wrestle Kingdom, that that's big. For all we know, she's done with WWE. That's big, because everybody, every everybody with Sasha, everybody on the WWE side with Sasha, had were, was like what AEW fans and myself included were like with Cody Rhodes. Well, she ain't leaving WWE. I won't believe that she leaves WWE until I see her in New Japan or I see her in AEW. That's how I was with Cody Rhodes. I don't think he's leaving. I won't believe it until he shows up at WWE. And guess what? He fucking showed up at WrestleMania. And shocked me, quite honestly. Even though it was the most obvious thing in the world to everybody else. You know. Oh, well, she, she'll make her return. She always comes back. I don't think she will. I think I think she shows up in AEW at some point. Um, she just finished up a movie. And so now, allow her to make her presence known back in professional wrestling and make that big entrance. It would make so much total sense. Why? Because Wrestle Kingdom is Wednesday, uh, the 4th of January, That the next week after Wrestle Kingdom. You bring her on AEW and have her promote um, stardom or have her promote some some other form of Japanese wrestling, or have her just you know come right out and and perform uh, um, as part of the AEW roster. Um, now here's the thing, I think Sasha uh, Mercedes Renato. I don't want to call her Sasha Banks because as as of right now, I don't think she's going by Sasha Banks. Mercedes, do you put Mandy Rose and Mercedes? Do you sign them both? Does does Mandy Rose even want have a desire to go and wrestle anymore? Because I'm sure she makes hell of a lot more money doing this content independently than she would if she would sign a deal. And now the reason I think AEW would be definitely a favorite to pick her up if she does not return to WWE is because you see people like Paige Van Zant and Others in AEW who have OnlyFans, uh, and it seems like Tony Khan doesn't care about how women get their own money um, as long as they don't do anything to directly affect AEW. Um, I think I think Tony Khan doesn't have a, an issue with it. In fact, I want to almost say that Tony Khan probably subscribes to some of those women's OnlyFans. 
not to say that Tony Khan is some like sort of sexual pervert or anything. He just seems kind of like that dude that would do that. I don't know. I can't prove that. I'm, I'm not best friends with Tony Khan, but it wouldn't shock me if he's a subscriber to some people, some of his his women OnlyFans pages. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one that that would think of that. You know. Um, and this is coming from an AEW fan, um, because I don't think at the heart of it that, that it has to be something, a sexual experience to subscribe to a, a woman, a professional wrestler's only fans. You could do it from the intent of, I'm not going to view this solely as a sexual experience, but I'm also helping create a living for an independent contractor, essentially, for an independent wrestler who otherwise relies on indie bookings and an AEW contract and maybe, you know, not as as well paid and, and for the travel and, and, and such. And for the, for the work that goes on behind the scenes to get those photos, that could, you know, that might be what what people pay for now there's going to be those men who pay a hundred million dollars to see a, a girl in a bikini or a girl naked or a girl's genitalia um and and there's always those type of people but i don't think when i when i make the the innuendo that tony Khan maybe subscribes to some of his women's pages it's not in some sort of like sexual perverted way but maybe just as a boss and saying i'm going to support above and beyond where i can we've seen tony Khan do that with with a lot of his, with a lot of his um, employees, that he's just trying to be there as a supportive boss. So I, I don't want I don't want it to be construed as like he's some sort of like pervert who's crushing on on his employees, but in a, in a way that not like Vince McMahon. Now Vince McMahon would subscribe to Mandy's content and probably cranks the hog every every couple hours to it. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Tony Tony Khan in that light. I see him as just someone who's trying to support support his his women and his his uh, his employees and, and however they they may do it with their with their content. But anyway, back back on back on track here. Um, I think both women would be great assets to to AEW's roster. I think they would be great assets to any professional wrestling company's roster. Um, at the end of the day, I feel like. Mercedes Granado has a better shot of showing up in AEW than Mandy. Um, because I think at the end of the day, once the dust settles, and WWE receives enough blowback for this, eventually they're going to sign her back. And in the same light, and then in, in the light of equality, can you sign Nash Carter back? That's all I asked for. Because he was wrongfully accused of something, was fired for it, and it seems like all accounts from multiple people, including Wesley's wife or girlfriend or somebody that in that light that Nash Carter is not the type of person that would do that and that Kimberly was just trying to get clout off of him. Um, again, I don't know the whole story. That's from what I saw from the Twitter threads. 
but if if you want if you want equality for one, you need equality for all. So I support bringing Mandy Rhodes back to WWE, but I also support bringing Nash Carter, aka Zachary Wentz, back to the WWE if he so chooses. If w if he doesn't want to go back, but WWE extends a hand, then okay. Um, all is fair, in my opinion. Um. But I don't know. Let me know what y'all think of my opinion on both situations. I would love to hear some conversation and, uh, you know, have a good conversation with somebody. Um, the future for 2023, I really want to start cranking out content and trying to put out a weekly episode and trying to put out some, some content for you guys and, and, and really put 2023 on the map for the junkyard and um, get some group stuff going on, or um, and have some have some debates or some, you know, kind of what maybe what like what the people at uh, was it Stash Bros Wrestling, uh, Dante and 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 then who used to work at Lumberland do and do those quizzes or whatnot, some sort of content like that. Uh, we'll see what comes out in 2023. For now, this is the first episode, the introductory episode of the Junkyard. Um, I'm Junkyard Jimmy, and I'll talk to y'all on the flip.